The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is the Everyday Peace Show. I'm super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Couldn't we use more of that? Well, uh, on this show, we define peace as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. And I hope that you hear in that definition that it really doesn't matter what's going on in your life right now. Right now, you can still embrace peace, the wholeness of you. So uh, we focus on this program about women helping women Right, Because I know when we help a woman, we help the world at large, right? Our reach is long and wide. And so uh, we bring on the guests and the topics that highlight the opportunities for us to learn and to grow. And if you're new to our tribe, well, welcome to the world of everyday peacemakers. You can learn more about me, Dr. Drayvon James, and Everyday Peace on my website, which is drdravonjames.com. You can find me on all social medias under the same name, Dr. Dravon James. And if you go to the website, you're going to get words of wisdom, encouragement, free offers and information. You're going to get contact information. And yes, you're going to find out about our ever so popular Leaders in High Heels 12-week group coaching session. So if you've ever wondered how to get into this session, please go on that website and um, get some more information. You can also give me your information and and we will reach out to you to answer questions. I love the fact that some of you have reached out and given me some show ideas on there too. So please, I love that. Um, reach out frequently, visit the website frequently. This is our platform to become our greater self, right? to embrace that part of ourselves because we're already there. We just got to embrace it, right? So today I'm super excited to bring our guest to you today. And I always, every time I say that, guys, I got to be honest with you, I always get nervous that I'm going to mess up someone's name. I, I, I've done it before. It's, it's not beyond me. So I'll take my time here and I say, Kirsten Johansson is our fabulous guest today. And I'm so super excited about our topic, uh, which is about living abroad. Can you imagine living abroad um, as a woman living abroad and living abroad as a woman who is a bit more mature. So um, this show is for you or someone you love near and dear. So grab them, get them to start listening. And so you can take some notes and figure out how to make your dreams come true. I know this is a dream of mine. So let me tell you a little bit about 
Kirsten Johansson. She is a resilient survivor, coach, mentor, guide, teacher, and advocate with over 30 years of experience in human-centered health, wellness, and transformation. She earned her BA and MBA and addiction recovery and relapse prevention certifications using the core principle of unconditional self-acceptance. Kirsten lights the way for people to navigate the challenges all humans face in their relationships, their health and professional lives. She demonstrates that by centering their intrinsic value, learning how to silence their inner critic, critic, we all need that, and letting go of perfectionism, then creativity, love, and freedom have room to thrive. I love it. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to see you, Dr. James. Oh, it's nice to see you too. I hope I did the name right. I We were talking before the show, and then once I start, my, my brain goes blank, and I just become a blank canvas. So It was perfect. I, I hope I did. Oh, great, great, great. Kudos for me for getting that right. But you are, I, I was on your show and we talked um, a little bit before the show as we do, you know, most hosts and guests do that. And I was so intrigued when you told me about, <laughs> you know, your life that I had to have you on here to share your journey uh, with my guests and just to enlighten us. Um, you, you're, you're doing great work. So before we get into that, about your journey and living abroad and all that, uh, tell us a little bit about this, the work that you're doing. It's, it's fascinating. And it, it seems as though, uh, as, as I said in the intro, it's for all, all of us could use yes. this, you know, learning how to silence the inner critic. Oh my goodness. I can yes. use this. <laughs> so you know, if, you're, about your work. if you've ever heard yourself say, or anyone else say, I'm my own worst critic. Yes. Okay. So those are the people I, I mean, those are the people I work with typically. Um, and what we really do is we just blow it up because, you know, this conditioning that we all get, that there is something wrong with us, that we need to change, that we need to be better, do better and look better. And that in order to be valuable, we need to change, be better, do better and look better. We, we carry that our whole lives often. And we try and we try and we try and we try and we never really feel enough. And I lived that way for the vast majority of my life. And then I realized it was at the root of all of my suffering. Uh, and so I just dug in. I dug in kind of like I needed to save my own life because I kind of did. Uh, and I dropped the perfectionism and I dropped the self-hate. I understood what it was and where it was coming from and ultimately that it was lying. It's a liar. It lies. Any voice that tells you that you are not good enough, that you need to be better, do better, look better, be different, all that stuff, that is lying. It is a version of self-hate that we call the inner critic or self-doubt or being hard on ourselves or we call it all kinds of things. But it's really just what's instilled in us um, when we're tiny. So we don't really know that there's another way of living because that's what we live with. And we think, well, this is the way it is. And for yeah, me, it was, it was uh, kind of devastating, really. Yeah, I love that. I think that I, I know men suffer from that, too. But I think every woman that I know, including myself, has been held back by the thought that 
I don't know enough. I don't have enough. I'm not good enough. It's the, you know, not enough syndrome. Yes. And definitely I'm not pretty enough, right? Um, not thin enough, and, not pretty enough. Yeah. My skin's not smooth enough. I mean, no, no part of a woman's body at this point is off limits in terms of it needing to, the, the messages being that it needs to be fixed. It needs to be fixed and kept youthful and lifted and sucked out. And I did a lot of that because I believed it. I believed it. Yeah. Mm. Right. And and we never, and it holds us back so much from even trying, right? This inner critic. I think somehow we there is this wrong belief, right? That we can criticize ourselves to our next level of greatness. We can't. We have to love ourselves to our next level of greatness. But somewhere we believe that loving ourselves is egotistical, uh, that we don't deserve self-love or that, um, I think for for me sometimes um, in my youth, I, I I really, you know, you don't know your you don't know your worth. No, you don't know your worth, and you keep thinking if you if you achieve one thing, if you do one thing better, then you'll be a little bit more worthy. But it, it is amazing. The work that you do is amazing. Um, and I, I wanted to spend a few moments there because I know that there are women who, who are listening to the show or people who love women who are listening to the show who know a woman who is um, her inner critic. Yes. Her perfectionism is is sapping the joy out of her journey called life. In and, indeed. Um, I mean, I had a client the other day and she was telling me, this is a, a client with multiple jobs. I'm I'm supporting her in starting an, a, an additional business. So, so this is somebody who's got lots and stu of stuff going on and has just lots of successes and, a, and a, a very full life. And so she's telling me how she took a few days off, you know, during the holiday period. And her husband was also off and she's like, oh, and we hung out and we, you know, it was just great. And I didn't look at a screen and I, you know, like in, in the wall, she was telling me about it. I mean, it just sounded like, like the most ideal, like this little paradise, right? And she gets to the end and she says, and then, and then I said to myself, oh my God, you've wasted so much time. You should have been doing something else. And so that, that probably sounds pretty familiar to a lot of people who are listening when you're, <laughs> Dr. James is laughing. <laughs> I'm smiling because First of all, I applaud her for being able to be present through all the time that she was with her husband and not have rolling around in the back of her head. You're wasting time because I know for me, sometimes when you have a lot of balls in the air, you're trying to get a lot of stuff accomplished and you take that much needed break. Um, we could talk a lot about that because I am I am in the season of I like to be on break most of the time. And then, you know, to flip the, the equation that I'm working some of the time and breaking most of the time. So I, yes. my most creative self, I haven't achieved yes. that yet, but that's a goal. But sometimes in the middle of me trying to do some fun, relaxing stuff, it's still rolling around the back of my head. So I'm not even totally present, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm still thinking I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Well, I'm not going to meet that deadline. Well, I'm not going to be prepared for that. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, as we were, uh, as we were chatting about that and, you know, we were digging into a little bit about, you know, well, what do you think's going on? Where does that come from? And I said to her, um, okay, so imagine that your husband walk. And I said, well, tell me what the voice says, like in your words, what does the voice say? And she said, it said something like, um, you shouldn't be sitting here. You shouldn't just be sitting here. There's stuff to do. That was kind of what the voice said. Right. Right. 
And so I said, okay, so let's imagine that your husband walks in the room and he sees you sitting there, you know, taking a, a moment, relaxing. And he says, you shouldn't be sitting there. There's stuff to do. And you should have seen her whole, her body, her face. And she said, oh, it would be on. And I said, okay, well then let it be on with self-hate. Let's Let's have it. Let's go at self hate. Let's be tired of self hate going at us and let's have a go at it and exit it so that we can live in acceptance and in compassion and value. As you just mentioned, value rest as much rest and self care and as much as we value work or any of the other things that we do in life. Why don't we value? one of the things that we need the most because we're taught right. right we're taught not to because right. we're, we're yeah we're, we're taught to to work until we drop to give from an empty barrel you just keep scraping yes. down inside yourself you have more to give and you know and we all want to be uh good stewards of our time we do but we want to give the best of ourselves, and then we need rest to do that we just really need right we need downtime we need i saw this comedian uh, what is her name? Wanda Sykes. And she said, when was the last time you as a woman were thinking about nothing? She said, you can't remember that time, can you? She said, because our mind is just constantly, constantly going. And it's like going down just all these different rabbit holes. And just the idea of just taking that deep breath and just having that woosah moment where you just take it right here. It's all good. I'm going to stay right here for a moment and let my mind just be at ease. And so I applaud the work that you're doing. And I, before we even get started in our topic today, I would like for you to give our guests your website and, and how they can connect with you for coaching. Because I know there's, there's someone listening right now who either needs this type of um, facilitated facilitator in their life to help them so they can really go to the next level of greatness. And if, if it isn't you yourself who's listening, it's a woman that you know, or even mm -hmm. a man that you know, um, that really could benefit from connecting with someone to help them really get the best out of their journey. So what, if you'd be so kind as to share your website with us. Yes, um, you can find out more about me and my coaching and there's some writing and, and interviews and radio show links and all kinds of stuff at giraffe tangooctopus.com so that's giraffe tangooctopus.com that's another thing that makes me smile every time you say that i don't know why <laughs> i have an image in my head of all of that giraffe tangooctopus.com very very fun makes me smile so yes. i'm one uh, thank you for having that name for your website <laughs> so well the main juice of our interview today um is you're a fascinating woman i gotta tell you just simply fascinating but um this living internationally, mm -hmm. where did that dream come from? Because you do that. Tell, well, tell us a little I bit about your yeah, okay. Tell us a little bit about that, living internationally. Where are you right. from originally? And then where, where you've been and why? <laughs> okay. I'm originally from a suburb of Portland, Oregon. I spent most of my adult life in the Seattle area um, after I went to school up there. Um, and so that's where I left from when I decided to change my life. I, I was living in a condo downtown Seattle um, and I decided, and we can kind of get into how I got to that decision, but I, I decided I wanted to realize a dream that I had been carrying in my spirit probably since around 2008 or so. And it was something that I had had been wanting to do since then. And it was 
something I thought, well, I probably won't be able to do it until retirement. And so I was always kind of, I mean, I had a partner for, for quite a long time, for 14 years, who also wanted to do that. We had talked about that. Um, I did not have that partner anymore, however. And so um, through a series of events that we can kind of go into a little bit, I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. And so I went to visit Malta. I had not been to Malta. It had been on my list a long time. Kind of, It kind of lived in my soul, in my spirit um, is the best I can describe it, like in my body somewhere. And uh, I, I, I had waited until we could travel. I, I had to go through all of the masking and the vaccinations and the checkpoints and the, I, it was a lot. But I decided once it was reasonable to travel, um, I did go to Belize. So I wanted to get my international travel muscle back up because I hadn't traveled for a while because of the pandemic and all that and, and the breakup of that long-term relationship I mentioned. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to go to Belize and I'm going to go by myself um, because I love international travel and I'll be damned if I'm going to let fear or anxiety or going by myself keep me from one of the things that I love the most in life. And so I chose a place that I felt, you know, it was a direct flight from Seattle. It was a, a quick and easy way to go on an international trip by myself and just uh, get my practice up and my muscle up. Um, so that's one of the things that I um, maybe would suggest, right, is to just start. So if somebody's thinking about it, um, if you haven't done a lot of international travel, but you're you're really kind of wanting to do it, you know, pick somewhere that doesn't feel too scary or too overwhelming and go. Get on your phone, click, click, click your fingers, book your ticket, book your spot, just do it. So I am smiling because I like international travel. And I, as I shared with you, I've always, I've, I've wanted to live um, four months out the year, particularly the colder months that are colder here. Yes. I want to live somewhere else internationally, particularly in a warmer climate. And uh, so I've not done it, but I have traveled internationally, but not alone. But I'm smiling because the idea of going by yourself. Yes. I took a week vacation to California by myself and I wouldn't say I felt unsafe, but I, after like the first three days, I was like, well, what do I do now? So how you, was Belize the first place or was Malta the first place you went by so, yourself? So Belize was the first place and it was relatively short. I did that on purpose because I thought, you know, I just want to see how this goes. And, and that is a, that is compassion. I just want to point out that that is what compassion is. You have a conversation with yourself about what is right for you. How can I accomplish this thing that I want to do in a way that is the most supportive? And for me, it was pick a country that is relatively close, go for, I think I went for seven, eight or nine days, something like that. So kind of like you're describing, not a super long time. Um and so I went to, again, to like kind of work, work my muscle and I had a variety of little snafus and challenges and I sort of enjoy navigating through that kind of thing. Um, and I drove, you know, I drove while I was there and it was a couple hour drive, you know, to this, to Hopkins Bay and it, it, I could not have had a better time. And I'm, I'm saying that not because everything went perfectly. There were all kinds of little challenges and things, but I, I just had an amazing time. And one of the things that I kept in mind 
before the world shut down, I had my relationship had ended and I started to do some meetups. And on one of those meetups, um, there was a, a female coach um, and she was she was doing activities for for women, for women who tended to be by themselves, right? Um, and I was newly by myself. And I went on this uh, hike to a lighthouse with these women and many of them had traveled alone internationally. And I just started talking to them about it and they all said something very similar. They said they loved it, first of all. To 100% of the women that I spoke to in this particular group said they loved it. I said, well, what did you love about it? And they said, well, you know, when you travel with another person, like that's the person you interact with almost the whole time. When you travel by yourself, you get to interact with lots of different people because you're not, you know, always putting your attention toward the person you're with and sort of, it's a little bit of a safety mechanism, right? You have your person. When you don't have your person, I mean, I, sp I just spoke to so many people and got help from so many people that when I needed a little help figuring something out. And so it, so that helped me too, to talk to other women who had already done it and to find out, you know, what it was like for them. Oh gosh, it's, I'm excited. Just hearing you talk about it makes me excited. Um, I, I want to say excited instead of scared because some, you know, they, they feel the same way. Just once with a smile, once with a frown. So I was smiling because uh, I, I could see that it wouldn't be a hundred percent smooth. But honestly, there are probably no vacations that are a hundred percent smooth. It's just that because this one's internationally, and I think about language barriers. And did you have any of that? I think they speak English a lot in Belize, though, right? So they do speak English in Belize. So that was not a challenge. I tend to travel to places where there's not a ton of English. And so that is something that I'm, I'm used to and enjoy. Um, I enjoy that actually. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the one recommendation I have for, for anybody who, for you and for anybody who's like thinking about this and has that like anxiety kind of come up in them. All you're doing is you're moving your body from one place to the next. That's all you're doing. Don't let the big trip and all the things that might happen or could happen. And what about that? What about that layover? And is it long enough? And what if the? Okay. None of that exists. It only exists in our heads, right? None of that exists. That's, that is self-hate. That's self-hate. Generating some doubt and some fear to, to crap on what you're doing. So let's Let's not do that. So that's, I don't typically have a lot of anxiety anymore. I mean, even before a big international trip, because I'm just moving my body from one place to the other. And I know how to do that. I just wrote it down. I just wrote it down because that was soothing even to hear you say that all you're doing is moving your body from one place to the other. That's it. And you know how to do I mean, it. When you say that, it, say it that way, it is very soothing and comforting. It's like, really, you're just moving your body from one place to the other. You've done that so many times in your life. We've all done that. It's okay. You'll be okay. So yes. you go to Belize, you do a seven to nine mm -hmm. day trip there, you mm -hmm. come back. Okay. Come so back, then. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Let's go. And I, I had left my job. And so there was this period of, yes. Yeah, so I quit. I walked away from my job. Um, I was an executive VP um, with a healthcare organization and I had planned to retire there and I did have a path and all of that stuff, but I did some some inner work and I just very surprisingly found myself no longer belonging in that job. And because for me, not belonging is 
excruciatingly painful, I left. Uh, much to my own shock, and I thought the shock of many people. So, it, so I had some time during this this period, but I was coming up on needing to get this business started, this one that I'm currently doing. And so I got back from Belize, uh, which I went over the Christmas holiday. Actually, I think I flew back on Christmas, and I looked at the calendar and I thought, well, you know what? Okay, I'm you know I'm looking at the calendar and the bank account and all the stuff. And I thought, if you're going to go to Malta, you probably, you need to go. And also, I wanted to go during the low season um, when it wasn't, tour, you know, there weren't all the tourists there. It's not going to be the super hot weather. I wanted to go and see, well, what is this like? What is this like when it's not tourist summer, high season, you know, when all this, you know, all the stuff is going on. Um, and so I went there for the month of February. So I came back, I spent another, you know, month, five weeks or so at, at home. And then I spent the month of February in Malta. Um, and I, now had you already quit your job? I quit my August. job in August. Yeah. The, the August prior. Okay. And I spent okay. a few months deciding what I wanted to do. And I decided that I did want to, um, start my own business, um, and do the, the coaching, the writing and the, and I ended up doing a radio show as well. That's what I'm currently doing. Um, and, but before I really, you know, before the rubber started to hit the road with it, I thought, you know, if you want to and kind of you know, investigate this, you should probably go do it now because you don't know what the future brings once you get your business going. Um, and I came back and I I actually called or emailed my real estate agent from London. I had a layover in London and I called my real estate agent and I said, I need to sell my place. I need to move to Malta. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. So, okay. So yeah. you went from, I'm just going to go uh, check it out during the low seasons, you know, really see what it's all about. And I, I have a true appreciation for that. You'd like to say, I'm not, I'm going to remove all that tourism vibe from it and just see the real thing. And you're in London on a layover and you say, okay, selling my condo, moving I wanted to move to Malta, yes. And, you know, I had been carrying, though, this dream of doing something similar to what you described at the beginning of the show, which is, you know, when, when I had that part that partner who I traveled with prior, we talked about spending, you know, the best part of, of the summer season in Seattle and then being able to spend maybe, you know, four months somewhere else or maybe maybe we could find, you know, two other places. So we really had this dream of, you know, spending time for a few months here and then maybe, you know, and having a little apartment maybe so our, we didn't have to like haul all our stuff around. Like, so I carried that dream and um, I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do this now. Okay. Yeah. And so you're in London, you'd make the decision to yes. sell your apartment because you're moving to Malta. Right? Well, like that at the yeah. time, I think I'm moving to Malta. Yes. Now. Okay. What I have been doing is doing three there, three here, because <laughs> this is what I would not recommend. I would not recommend doing it like I did it in that I quit my job, started a business, put my condo on the market, sold and gave away all of my things, moved um, to my mom's house while my condo was trying to be sold, and also concurrently started to spend multiple months at a time in Malta and go back and forth uh, so, until I get my residence permit figured out. So I wouldn't recommend doing all of those things at one time. 
that has been tremendously challenging. But if you if you have a, a number of things in your life that are relatively stable and that would allow you to, you know, be out of the country for a certain number of months and, you know, doesn't upset your your job or your income or maybe you're retired or whatever, it is very, very doable. Because I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And it's I still have all these sort of challenges swirling around. So now this for a time frame. How long have you been doing this? And is Malta still the place where you are? Like you're between Malta and Seattle. Um, I'm actually I'm typically on the Oregon coast with my mom because that condo, I, I'm hoping it's going to soon change ownership. That's been a journey, everyone, because who knew what was going to happen to the real estate market, right? I went on right. about three about three weeks late. I missed the market by about three weeks. And so there I have, there I sit with this property. So that's one of the things, like, it's not that there haven't been challenges, but, and I will answer your question about the timeline, sorry. But what I want to say is, even when I'm faced with challenges that are kind of, you know, I have to really pull up my pants and take a breath, you know, and get ready to face what never has left is that that's what I want to do. I want to be there. So I have been, um, this coming February will be two years of um, going back and forth. Yeah. So two years. Oh my goodness. And I, I just want to take a pause and just get this framed in everybody's mind because from, I hear so much courage in what was in the face of obstacles, a 14 year um, relationship ends. You have the courage to join a meetup group. And I'm doing this for our listeners because we are all going through something, right? This is, this is life. It, you know, they say you're either uh, in the middle of something, just coming out of something or heading into something. So oh, for all of our listeners, what I'm hearing is that you didn't let any of that stop you. The something is, 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 we're keeping it real. 14 year relationship ends. It's painful. There's a lot going on there but you have the courage to join a meetup group meet some new people and then you have the courage to continue your dream which is you know and you take it in baby steps sort of speak you did go to belize seven to nine days um the huge thing was you in the middle of all of this you made the decision and this is huge you made the decision to say i'm not only just walking away from a job i'm walking away from a career where i'm an executive vp and because it no longer serves me or fulfills me in the manner of which I deserve to be fulfilled. I just want to breathe on that for one second. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Because um, I bet you men and women alike can agree can can relate to that experience right now in their life and they don't have the courage or you know it or even to take even to take step away and take a vacation because all the balls up in the air and they're they don't understand i hear self-love all over your stories what i hear is like oh no thank you i I love myself (laughs) you're welcome and you're doing it and you're inspiring me and i know you're inspiring listeners um you're doing it you say hey this hurts this hurts this hurts I deserve love. I deserve to be taken yes. to be cared for. I, if no one else is listening, 
I'm listening to myself. Yes. And I love it. I love it. I love it. So you you go to um, Belize, you come back, you, you, you know, go to uh, Malta uh, and then you make the decision, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make this transition. And like you said, things are not exactly smooth talking about uh, getting some form of citizenship, selling your property here, all of that. But in, in the face of that, Mm-hmm. We still keep going. And that's really what we women do. We still keep going. We don't often keep going for ourselves. We keep going for our children, our parents, our loved ones, our spouse. But when you hear what you're saying right now is that what I hear is that you kept going for yourself. And that's so inspiring. And so it's like a love story that is uh, encouraging and motivational. When you say, I I love myself enough to keep going. So you're here, you're, you're, you're going back and forth. You said three mm-hmm. and three. So you're like three months over there and three months over here. Yes. So as, a, as a, yes, with a U.S. passport, because it is in the European Union and in it with a U.S. passport, I can spend 90 out of any 180 days in Malta. And I have uh, immigration lawyers there. And so I do keep in contact with them and I understand the rules and when to exit. And because I will apply for a residence permit, there's a couple different options for me. Um, because I'm going to apply for one of them, I'm quite careful uh, not to uh, overstay or anything like that because I don't want anything to get in the way once I do actually apply. Um, but in the meantime, I spend three months there um, and then I come back and spend three months here. And I keep working away on my business and trying to work through the property issue that I mentioned. And, you know, I'm really building, I really am building a completely new life for myself. And as a former perfectionist, I just, and who was, who really wanted to let go of that very much so, I could never have imagined doing it like this. Um, in my former way of living and thinking and believing, because it's pretty, it's pretty fluid. You know, it's pretty fluid. That I know, kind of the next three months or so, I'll sort of have an idea about the next three months. But beyond that, I don't really know. Um, and it's it feels pretty great, really, to let go of the idea that we know that the future. We believe we know the future often, uh, but we don't. And so this lifestyle really takes away even the illusion uh, that I know uh, what is coming in the future. And that really keeps me living right now, focusing on what what is going to make me the happiest, the, the healthiest, and allow me to contribute what it is I have to contribute the best right now. Because before, I was putting off the life I wanted. Like, if I work hard enough now, eventually I'll get to have the life I want. It's like a, like a transaction, right? I didn't want, I, I was like, no, I don't want that. My dad died at 56. My sister-in-law died at 51. I'm 53. I, I just want to live I, now. Right. So you've said so many things. One of the things we focus on in my um, group coaching program is learning to live a life in flow. And I hear that with you right now is that, you know, things are happening and you're just being in the flow with things, no resistance and learning how to manage. Uh, you, you said earlier, you know, you don't have anxiety around this. Wouldn't it be great, listeners, wouldn't it be great to wake up every day and say, I'm not anxious. I'm just not anxious and I'm because I'm in flow with my good. I'm in flow with the process. And I, I you know, so that sounds so amazing that, um, you know, you build a, a completely new life 
get this listeners and this is for me too i'm I, i'm so jazzed and excited do we often really believe that in our 50s we can start to build a completely new life we should but we don't because we haven't really seen it done and i'm here i'm looking at you i'm talking to you our listeners are listening to you you did it in your 50s you said hey i'm gonna start to build a completely new life at what better time i think this is the best time to do it we've already been in our 20s we know a lot about life in our 50s and there's a phrase if you guys have never heard this phrase remember you've heard it from me, from me first the joke is over when you hit 50, right? You cannot (laughs) sell me the same dreams (laughs) and and the same short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. You talked about sacrifice because I do believe there is sacrifice in everything. But when you start looking at your life and the whole life is sacrificed and you don't see the gain, it's time to rearrange your thought process and say to yourself, I can't get to somewhere new if I keep doing something that, you know, that's what I've been doing, right? They said the definition of insanity is wanting something new, but continue to do the same mm-hmm. thing over and over again. You've said so much, so much, um, this building a completely new life. And there are some things that I, I know we're running out of time. So I'm going to be really, really quick about this, but a, a few points that I know is I follow expats. Um, you gave me the courage to really do that. Um, when we were together and I was on your show, um, like just navigating things. Like you say, you, you typically go places where you don't know the language. Now, is that because you're, you pick up languages quickly or how, how are you doing that? Okay. Um, so partly because, so I will say quickly in Malta there, it's a huge international community because of where it's situated. So there's the, there is the Maltese and they speak Maltese. And then all the international, I mean, there's people from tons and tons and tons of different countries. And it's a, it's two small islands, one small island and one tiny island that I'm currently living on, the tiny one. Um, and so we're all mushed together. Um, and so you're in close proximity to tons of different languages and food and culture and people. So that is one of the things about Malta that is like a great fit for me because I love to be one of the things I love about not understanding the language is that it's very soothing for me. I'm only focused on what I'm doing. I'm only focused on the interaction I'm having because I really need to concentrate in order to order something or buy something or have a quick conversation with someone. Like, And I don't know what anybody's talking about all around me. It's like a nice, soothing white noise for me. Um, so I I really love to not really understand the language or the culture or what's going on, and I find, I and I I do have a particular, um, I call it a, a inherent little talent for understanding people who speak very little English. I can piece together what they're saying relatively easily, and have a conversation that might not sound like much of anything to someone else. I would say. So what I hear you saying, which I love, you've you've learned how to take something that could be a challenge for people, but this um, being immersed in this culture where they are speaking a different language has caused you to become totally present. Yes. Right? So it, you're totally present here, and there are things happening which you can take in, but they don't serve as a distraction. Not at all. And, and th- that comes it. from, oh, I was the happiest and most peaceful when I was traveling internationally. 
that those were the best times of my life. And I thought, well, why am I relegating that to a vacation? Oh, my goodness. And so I, I, I hope that we have encouraged somebody today, whether your dream is to travel internationally as mine is, and obviously yours is too, and you're living it, um, or whether your dream is to start a new career or, or, or read a book. I don't care how big or small that it seems, but that self-love is what I'm hearing is at the root of all of this, that you are worthy of the dreams that are inside of you. Yes. You hear that? And that it is your responsibility. It is also your privilege to give yourself permission to start now. You no are the boss. You, right? Sorry, you are the boss of you. The, right? You yes. gotta do it. You <laughs> have to do it. So you are the CEO of your life. I spent my whole life telling my kids that. They're 23 and 21 years old now. And I spent my whole life telling them, you are the CEO of your life. If it is going to be, it is up to you. You are you you are the bottom line decision maker. That's what the boss is. And so we've got to take that type of responsibility for our lives. You certainly have. I mean, you certainly have. It has we have nowhere in this journey have we heard it's been easy, it's been complete, no. or it's been, you know, no. it has been a cakewalk, <laughs> but you're still doing it. So before we close, what is the most joyous thing about the life that you are living now that you started and creating for yourself in your 50s? It, it is that. It is, it is knowing that this dream that I had, that I imagined, I am living it. I have a little apartment there, a tiny little apartment. I can see the Mediterranean from my terrace and the countryside. I have things there, so I don't have to travel with a huge amount of stuff. My mom allows me to stay with her here on the Oregon coast, so I get all this wonderful time with my mom, which would not be happening otherwise. It's been, I mean that the international living and the and the actual travel back and forth and the complete difference in this life versus the other one is a pure source of joy for me oh, the rest of it is logistics the rest of it is logistics yeah, I love that you're doing it. I love that your story is encouraging to me. And I know many other women because we are women doing this. And and so what can we, what, what is it that a woman can't do? It's nothing, right? Nothing. We just got to really decide that this is, that whatever it is, is something that you want to do. I hope that we you will come back on the show and share as your adventure continues and as uh, things unfold and, you know, for you and you start to really develop, you know, whether you're going to, your residency, your, the selling of the condo, the whole thing. You know, let us take this journey with you. I'm excited for it. For our listeners who um, would be interested in connecting with you yes. um, for the work that you do to help us live our best life. Tell us again that wonderful website. Yes, you can visit me at giraffetangooctopus.com and you can just send me a little message through my website and I'll get right back to you. Oh, thank you so much. For our listeners, you're listening to Dr. Drayvon James and Everyday Peace, where our mission here is simple. Our mission here is to help you embrace right now, today, your life as peace, whole, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. I absolutely love you and I absolutely believe in you. Please reach out to me via my website, drdravonjames.com. Please consider joining our 12-week um, group coaching session, Leaders in High Heels. It's for every woman, whether you're a CEO or whether you're learning to lead yourself out of one situation into a chosen situation. 
I absolutely love you. Until next time, be peaceful. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.